Our top story tonight, Jonathan Taylor is returning to practice for the Indianapolis Colts. Cooper Cup is returning to practice for the Los Angeles Rams. It looks like one of them is more likely to play than the other, but we'll get to it and all the other news and notes around the NFL on Player Profiler today. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor has resolved some of his issues with the Indianapolis Colts. He still doesn't want to be there by all accounts, but it looks like Jonathan Taylor has accepted he has to return, that he has to play for the Indianapolis Colts to accomplish what he wants. And what Jonathan Taylor wants is a big time contract. The Colts still could give it to him after the season. Or another team could do it in a trade. Or it could happen in free agency. But regardless, Jonathan Taylor needs to go out there and put out some great film in order to receive that contract that he wants. Whether it's from a new team in a trade, whether it's in free agency. Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing. At least that's what it looks like here. We could all end up being shocked and something could change, but... It looks like Jonathan Taylor is going to be back with the Indianapolis Colts, and he walks right in to a dominant role. We've seen Zach Moss produce for the Indianapolis Colts. He had an 86% snap share through four weeks. That is second. He has an 88.7% opportunity share. That is first among all running backs. 22 carries a game for Zach Moss, only 2.6 targets, but he's going over 107 yards per game on average. RB11 in points per game was RB six in points per game before this week. Zach Moss is not very good. And he is producing like this multiple 20 plus fantasy point weeks in two and three. Zach Moss is benefiting from Anthony Richardson, what he has done with his legs, what he is doing with his arm. Anthony Richardson leads all quarterbacks in explosive play rate, which is runs of 12 plus yards and passes of 20 plus yards. And that's freeing up defenders. That is making them hesitate. That is opening up wider rushing lanes for Zach Moss. And now it will be for Jonathan Taylor. So Jonathan Taylor didn't have the best season last year. RB 17 on the season in points per game. He had only three finishes as an RB one, but the year before he was a lot better. He was the RB one on the season. Drops from 19 and a half carries to 17 and a half carries. So two fewer carries per game for Jonathan Taylor last year. His targets per game actually went up by a half a target per game from 2021 to 2022. But the yards from scrimmage dropped from almost 128 yards a game to 91 yards a game for Jonathan Taylor. Now with Anthony Richardson under center with the Indianapolis Colts with a quality offensive lineman with a surprisingly good Offensive line. Jonathan Taylor is going to eat. Jonathan Taylor is going to feast with the Indianapolis Colts as long as he is there. And if he is traded to some other team, then he's also going to feast because the team is trading for Jonathan Taylor. That means they want him. That means they need him. That means they are going to utilize him just like we saw with Christian McCaffrey and the San Francisco 49ers. So the wheels are all the way up. On Jonathan Taylor, he is immediately an RB1 once again, 
Maybe it takes some time for him to ramp up fully and get an 80% snap share, 80% opportunity share, but it is coming for Jonathan Taylor. He is going to hit the ground running. Rounding things out for the Indianapolis Colts, though, Michael Pittman. I know he had his worst day of the year, caught one pass for 15 yards, but still had a 21% target share. That is still dominant. If Michael Pittman's worst day is 21% of the targets, you can live with that. Sometimes it's going to be a dud. Michael Pittman is a true blue alpha. Before we get to the true blue alpha of the Los Angeles Rams, we have a word from the pod father. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and stability because that's what you want. It's a couple clicks, boom, boom, boom. You get the best possible lineup for your cash games. But for tournaments, traditional optimizers don't work. That's why we have a lineup genius, which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built. Which quarterbacks you want to be overweight on, then building stacks, then setting runbacks, then optimizing, and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45. A year, not not a week, a, a year, a year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate, and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you could 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than, Madison, less than, but also Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. And we are back. Happy to have Senor Football in the house. Always a better show when you can tune in live. Someone dropped Christian Watson for Drake London in my 10 team. Wow, that is ridiculous. I would drop Kenneth Gainwell personally, but you can drop either of those players for Christian Watson. Christian Watson should not be available on waivers ever. That is absolutely absurd. That is absolutely ridiculous. Moving on to Cooper Cup, who is returning to practice this week for the Los Angeles Rams, which is fantastic news. But the Rams want Cooper Cup to be 80 to 90% before he returns and he's not there yet. 
So it sounds like Cooper Cup has a chance to play in week five. Jay Glazer reported that the Rams want him to play in week five. So the hope is still that Cooper Cup returns this week, but starting to sound like he is going to be on a pitch count. It's not going to be a hundred percent snap share from Cooper Cup, which he pretty much had last year when he was healthy. They're going to ease him back. But we saw this just last year with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen returned in week 11. And his first two games, they were kind of slow. He's wide receiver 29 in week 11. He had 94 yards, which is, was very impressive coming off the hamstring injury. And then the next week, he was the wide receiver 22. Had a touchdown in that game, but only 49 yards. But you saw Keenan Allen starting to flash for the first two weeks after he came off the injured reserve. And we will see some flashes from Cooper Cup. He's not a must start if you can afford to. You know, maybe you sit him and see what Cooper Cup can do. But more than likely, you're not going to have a better option than Cooper Cup. I know I certainly don't. So it depends on your team. But when Keenan Allen got healthy after those first two games, he finished over the final six weeks of the regular season as the wide receiver three behind only A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson was the wide receiver four or wide receiver one, sorry, four times over those six weeks. He had over 20 fantasy points four times in those six weeks, double-digit targets four times over those six weeks. We've seen how it translated to this year with Keenan Allen, ended his season averaging 11 targets per game over eight receptions per game 87 yards per game Keenan Allen finished the season strong and that is what I expect from Cooper Cup Cooper Cup last year when he was healthy before the injury he was seeing 31 percent of the Rams targets that is insane Cooper Cup was still the wide receiver one in fantasy football when he was healthy last year it was crazy Cooper Cup is just so good. And so we can expect a slow ramp up for Cooper Cup. He's not going to be a full-time player right away. You can still trust Puka Nakua with Cooper Cup getting back up to speed. But like I said, it's more than likely you don't have a better option than Cooper Cup. And when he gets fully healthy after a couple weeks, Cooper Cup is going to be a wide receiver one. And you are going to be happy once again that you drafted him, even if it took some time. Now, unfortunately, we get to have bad. Sorry. Now, unfortunately, we have to get to the bad news of the injury report. And it starts with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Though it's not terrible news. Kenny Pickett did avoid major injury. He did suffer a bone bruise. Not sure if he's going to play this weekend. Didn't practice today. He is going to try and practice tomorrow. And we'll see how much he does. And that will determine whether or not Kenny Pickett is going to miss this game. They don't expect him to miss much time, but he's going to miss some practice time. So we'll see with Kenny Pickett. We'll have a better idea on Friday what's going on with Kenny Pickett and whether or not he's going to be active for the Steelers. We also don't think we're going to see Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth has a hamstring injury. He's already listed as doubtful. They expect him to be out two to three weeks. So that is just another dagger to this offense. The Pittsburgh Steelers offense just losing Another weapon, Deontay Johnson injured, Pat Fryermuth now injured. The offensive line has been struggling, and their left tackle, Dan Moore, is now out, which means we'll see Broderick Jones, the first-round rookie that they traded up for, 
leapfrogged the New York Jets to steal the left tackle that the Jets wanted and Jets probably needed and probably would have kept Aaron Rodgers from being hurt. But that's just the sliding doors of the NFL draft. Either way, not looking great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see if it's Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett this weekend. Going to be without his left tackle. Pat Fryermuth also dealing with injury, so it's not great. Not great at all. And speaking of the Pittsburgh Steelers, looking at their backfield, Najee Harris had a season-high 71 rushing yards and was still outscored in PPR by Jalen Warren. In PPR, because Jalen Warren catches more passes, Jalen Warren 11.5 points versus Najee 11.3 fantasy points. That means four games this season, Najee Harris has been outperformed by Jalen Warren in fantasy. Feels bad for all of these Najee Harris GMs. I only have him in one league. It's a guillotine league. It's an 18-team league, and I picked near the back, so I got a discount on Najee Harris, but either way, moving on to the rest of the injury report. The rest of the injury report, lots of bad news. Lots of bad news this week. Javante Williams suffers a hip strain. He was quickly ruled out of the game for the Denver Broncos. They play Sunday and then Thursday. So, Jeff Mueller, JM Thrive on PT on Twitter, or sorry, on X, projects it's going to be one to two games missed. The reason he kind of leans more into two games is because the Broncos play on Thursday next week. So it'll be a limited time for Javante Williams to heal up. Dealing with this hip injury, though, it doesn't look like it's going to linger long after that. We'll see, though, with Javante Williams. He's had the ACL injury. He had a groin injury. <clears throat> we will see with Javante Williams. It's not good. And that's why a lot of people are adding Jaleel McLaughlin, the undrafted free agent with a 71% success rate rushing on the ground in week four versus Samaj P. Ryan, 33% success rate, though larger sample size for Samaj P. Ryan in his career versus Jaleel McLaughlin. But looks like we'll at least see some of Jaleel McLaughlin. He is everyone's waiver wire darling this week as is and should be Marvin Mims, because Marvin Mims now officially leads the Denver Broncos in receiving yards with 242 yards on just 36 routes run. Cortland Sutton has 216 yards, so obviously that is fewer yards than Marvin Mims, 30 fewer yards, essentially, on 129 routes. On 129 routes, almost quadruple the routes for Sutton, over triple the routes for Sutton, and he has fewer receiving yards than Marvin Mims because Marvin Mims is that damn good. Please, Sean Payton, play him more. Please, I beg you. Happy to have the Harry Snowman in the chat here, as well as our friend Anthony. Always a better show when you can tune in live. Other bad news across the NFL. Mike Evans has a hamstring injury. He gets an MRI today. Probably out this week, as we've seen most of these injuries when they get, or most of these players, when they get a hamstring injury. Probably missing the week. It's unfortunate. It is cruel, but Mike Evans probably out this week. Fire up Chris Godwin. Fire up Trey Palmer. Bad news for Mike Evans, though. Hopefully he comes back quickly. Hopefully his 1,000-yard season is still going to be intact. We also have the Washington Commanders. Curtis Samuel did not practice today. Obviously, it would have been a walkthrough for the Washington Commanders. They play on Thursday night against the Bears. Unlikely at this point that Curtis Samuel plays with the quad injury, whereas Jahan Dotson, he is limited with an ankle injury. Left the game, returned. It seems more likely that Jahan Dotson is going to play, but short week for the Commanders versus the Bears. Sam Howell 
interesting guy. If you need him, we have a, I can't believe we are already on the buys in fantasy football. I can't believe we have already reached the bye weeks for fantasy. It is wild how quickly this comes, but with uh, Sam Howell playing on Thursday night, he's an option. He is an option against the Chicago bears. Tampa is off this week with the, Oh, Tampa. Oh, this, that is right. Tampa is off. That gives Mike Evans an extra week to heal up. I know the Chargers are also on bye week. I don't have a lot of Tampa Bay players except for Sean White, so I probably should have known that. I'm going to have to adjust my lineups. Still have to do my waivers. After this show, I will be setting all my waivers. But anyways, more bad news. Tredavious White for the Buffalo Bills. He is out with an Achilles tear. Hate to see it. Achilles tear ends the season of Tredavious White. And this is starting to become a common thing where a player tears his ACL, and then within the next year, year and a half, two seasons, they tear their Achilles. We saw it with J.K. Dobbins. We've seen it with a bunch of other guys this season. It is unfortunate. We wish Tredavious White a speedy recovery. The Bills hope that they will have Vaughn Miller playing this weekend in London. Vaughn Miller plans to play. We'll see if the Buffalo Bills will allow him to. But could be getting Vaughn Miller back after losing their star cornerback. And the Patriots are going to lose Matthew Judon for at least two months. He suffered a torn bicep. Ugh. Those are brutal injuries. You see, it just rolls up, and it is just awful. So we wish Matthew Judon a speedy recovery, but he is out at least two months. And at that point, is there going to be any reason to come back for Matthew Judon on the New England Patriots? Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. Also, injury news across the NFL. Justin Herbert is dealing with a broken finger, his middle finger, to be exact, on his non-throwing hand was wearing a splint. I don't know what the Chargers are going to come up with, whether it's a splint, whether it's probably going to be a smaller splint, I imagine, than what he was having. But Chargers are going to have more in shotgun, less under center, more than likely. Justin Herbert, maybe he checks it down a little bit more because Austin Eckler should be coming back. Because to this point, the Chargers are 32nd in the NFL in running back target rate. Eight and a half percent of the targets for the Los Angeles Chargers go to the running back position. Obviously, losing Austin Eckler for the amount of time they have changes that. That is going to go up, especially because now Donald Parham, he's dealing with a wrist injury. We don't know if he's going to end up playing. And because Quinton Johnston, oh, Quinton Johnston, he, hey, he ran 71% of the routes. That was great for Quinton Johnston. Just one reception. Chargers need Austin Eckler back. Josh Palmer is the clear wide receiver too. Keenan Allen will have better days. But Justin Herbert, keep an eye on the finger. As for the Cincinnati Bengals, apparently Joe Burrow is fine. He's going to start week five. Calf, no big deal, even though it's clearly a big deal. But at this point, he's healthy enough to practice, healthy enough to play. So, I don't know. What do you do with the Cincinnati Bengals? T. Higgins might also be out this week. Yes, Chargers are on a bye this week. I'm just talking about Justin Herbert in general with this finger injury. He has a broken finger, so he's going to be casted up. We also have the Cincinnati Bengals, though. T. Higgins, rib fracture. He is not necessarily ruled out, but probably going to be out with broken ribs. At least one game, if not two. And... If the Cincinnati Bengals lose this weekend and they fall to one and four, and then they lose the weekend after and they fall to one and five, 
or even if they're two and four, two and five. But the Cincinnati Bengals think about shutting it down for Joe Burrow for the season. They think about trading T Higgins because T Higgins has not signed a contract. He's going to hit free agency unless they franchise tag him. And obviously they're, they got to pay Jamar chase. They're spending all this money on Joe Burrow. So do they send T Higgins to the Carolina Panthers? Cause the Carolina Panthers are looking for a wide receiver. They want to make a trade. They want to make a deal because this passing game is just not it. At least with Bryce young. I don't know. It looked all right with Andy Dalton, but with Bryce young, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. These are not good weapons. These are not adequate weapons. The Panthers are looking to add a wide receiver. So could it be T Higgins? Could it be Jerry Judy? Could it be Cortland Sutton? Those two Broncos wide receivers we've heard floated around for years. Could it be Devontae Adams? Could Devontae Adams end up getting traded? He has a shoulder injury. He returned. He's dealing with some pain, but looks like Devontae Adams is going to play. At least that's the vibe we're getting right now. As for Derek Carr, he plays through the injury. It's not great. He is checked down Charlie, but it leads to a 38% target share for Alvin Kamara in his first game back. It was ridiculous. 13 receptions, and it was the lowest receiving total for any player with 10 receptions ever from Alvin Kamara. Just Derek Carr checking it down. Great for PPR. Terrible for standard, but Derek Carr still dealing with the shoulder injury. Hi to Gogo Jin. Do I drop Justice Hill or Dowdle for Keaton Mitchell? You drop Rico Dowdle for Keaton Mitchell. Rico Dowdle, Dowdle also dealing with a hip injury. So it looks like he is going to miss a week or two. So you drop Dowdle. I still believe in Justice Hill. Ended up being a blowout early on for the Baltimore Ravens against the Cleveland Browns. So that's why we saw more Gus Edwards because in a blowout, you're going to give it to Gus Edwards. I don't think that's going to be something... That happens every single week. So hold on to Justice Hill. Drop Rico Dowdle. Pick up Keaton Mitchell. Final news and notes from the injury report this week. Amon Ross St. Brown does not practice, but he's working off to the side with the trainer. It's the toe injury. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to power through it. Amon Ross St. Brown is that guy. And we also saw Jamison Williams come back to practice, though we don't know how much we're going to see him. We are going to see Jamison Williams this weekend. That was confirmed by Jared Goff that he is going to be used to some extent. So probably a handful of snaps, a limited route tree, but I guarantee you we're going to see at least one deep shot to Jamison Williams, whether he comes down with it or not. Jamison Williams is going to get that one deep target. And if he catches it, it causes defenses to play the Detroit Lions completely different because they have to respect the speed of Jameson Williams. And I cannot wait. Moving on to news and notes around the NFL. We had Monday Night Football last night. Geno Smith twisted his knee. He says he's sore, but it's not serious. We expect Geno Smith to continue to play for the Seattle Seahawks. But Drew Locke has a big play to Noah Fant. The Denver Bronco trade coming back. To haunt the Broncos once again. Everyone just looks better in Seattle than they do with the Denver Broncos. So, anyways, J Jackson Smith and Jigba, five targets. He ties for the team lead with Tyler Lockett, but they just ran it out because the Giants were not competitive at all. Kenneth Walker is the real deal, 79 yards on the ground. Zach Charbonnet still looking pretty good as well. 6.2 yards per carry on five carries. Zach Charbonnet looks like a great handcuff to Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker still the lead back. He is not relinquishing this job at any point. 
As for the Giants, this was awful. This was dreadful. The only signs of life on the offense were Daniel Jones scrambling for his life. 66 rushing yards, which is over double what we saw from Matt Breida. Matt Breida, 2.1 yards per carry. Matt Breida is not it. And Daniel Jones is sacked 10 times. But there is one glimmer of hope from this New York Giants offense, at least for fantasy football, and that is Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson becomes a starter again playing 64% of the snaps, relegating Paris Campbell to 30% of the snaps, which is great because Paris Campbell isn't helping this Giants offense. Now, it wasn't anything massive, but Wandale Robinson leads the Giants with targets, six targets, catches five of them for 40 yards, adds a seven-yard carry. This is fantastic for Wandale Robinson coming off the ACL tear. I am so excited about Wandale Robinson. And the rest of the offense I am not excited about, except Jalen Hyatt. Now playing starter snaps, he plays 60% of the snaps, relegating Isaiah Hodgins to 37%. So Jalen Hyatt, he's at least a starter now, but he only has two targets. Catches both of them for 10 yards. And most importantly, Darren Waller is just a complete nothing. This has been heartbreaking, Darren Waller. I have him so, so many places, and it's killing me. Oh, he sacked 11 times? I thought he was sacked 10 times. Now, I would now my opponent almost caught up and beat me. Oh, Stress, very stressful. Anyways, other notes around the NFL. Desmond Ritter is going to start once again for the Atlanta Falcons. When they lose to the Houston Texans, though, I think that is it. I think they are going to pull the cord, insert Taylor Heineke in the starting lineup. And for those of you who regularly listen to the Player Profiler Today show, you'll know that I predicted this. I predicted that Taylor Heineke would be inserted into the lineup and lead the Falcons to the playoffs. Still think that's going to happen at some point. Other teams around the NFL, other news and notes. We got Dallas Goddard, who is still part of the plan. Sometimes there's a dry spell. Dallas Goddard in a dry spell. 14% of the targets so far this season, down from 19 last year. And he hasn't scored a touchdown, but it's going to be fine. The Philadelphia Eagles offense, it has so many threats. It's not too many mouths to feed, but you're going to see a revolving door of who produces. We saw A.J. Brown. He got the squeaky wheel treatment. At some point, Dallas Goddard is going to get the squeaky wheel treatment as well. He is going to have a massive, massive blow-up game. Just wait. Sometimes you got to be patient. And this is why, we, you know, this has happened in the past. Last year, Devontae Smith, week one, he goes a goose egg. And then down the stretch, he is a star. So this just happens. Sometimes guys get streaky. Dallas Goddard, he is going to have a blow-up game soon. We also have Justin Pugh, who signed to the New York Giants. He tore his ACL last year with the Arizona Cardinals. Started his career with the New York Giants. He is back on the practice squad, at least for now. Going to be elevated quickly, though, because this Giants offensive line, brutal. Absolutely brutal. We also have Mac Jones, who gets benched by the New England Patriots, but this was because of the blowout, not because of his poor play. Mac Jones still quarterback one. Bailey Zappi is not competing with Mac Jones. And that should be obvious after the Patriots cut Bailey Zappi. That is a pretty clear indication what they think of Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones. So Mac Jones still starting for the New England Patriots. We also have Chase Claypool, who is still not there. He was asked to stay home from the Chicago Bears game on Sunday. He is asked to stay home from practice throughout this week. He is asked to stay away for Thursday and the bears aren't answering any questions. It is just complete nothing from coach Matt Eberflus. And it's clear that this is just all of this, everything going on with the Chicago bears 
It is all just too big for Eberflus, too big for Ryan Poles. This is a disaster. The Bears are clearly trying to trade Chase Claypool. They just won't be honest about it. I doubt they get anything for Chase Claypool. I think they're going to have to cut him. He's going to sign somewhere on the practice squad. But the Bears, this just has to be one of the worst trades that we've seen recently, right? Chase Claypool for the 32nd overall pick for Joey Porter, who the Chicago Bears could desperately use. Oh, you feel bad for Chicago Bears fans. But yes, Chase Claypool, he is as good as gone. He is out of there. I'm surprised the Bears didn't add Denzel Mims to the practice squad and said it's the Pittsburgh Steelers that do that. But the Bears could use a new wide receiver, clearly. And I will leave you with this, our final piece of information that I have picked up over the past couple days. Is Christian McCaffrey a legit MVP threat? And I know he's probably not. I know it's going to end up going to a quarterback. But right now, which quarterback would it be? Because Josh Allen's looking pretty good, but he had that tough week one. Tua Tagovailoa coming off not his best week. Lamar Jackson, definitely in that conversation. Patrick Mahomes is always going to be talked about there. Jalen Hurts could assert himself at any point, but no one's running away with it at the quarterback position, whereas Christian McCaffrey, he's now 14-1 and with the San Francisco 49ers. He has 13 straight games with a touchdown. He has 20 touchdowns in his last 18 games. Christian McCaffrey. He's not going to be the MVP of fantasy football. Sorry. Christian McCaffrey's not going to be the MVP of real life because that's just not how the running back position works. It's going to go to a quarterback because that's just what this award is. But it's pretty clear at this point that Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of fantasy football. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.